0: So let's begin and it's a pretty momentous week this week as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of former South African president Nelson Mandela's release from prison after 27 years as our poet Mr G comes out on top with his poem about Mandela called The Key.
1: You know if I close my eyes I can still hear the chilling sound of that old iron key turning ever so slowly corroding ever so gently almost imperceptible within the lock to the door of my prison. I can smell the oxidated flakes of rust chipping along its grooves. I can feel that slight tingle in the air as the key hypnotically moves, as if mocking me to seal my doom. It shuffles and it twists, like an ancient exotic dancer from King Solomon's time, teasing the onlookers with her seductive charms, which though easily overlooked captivate the eyes with her minute shifts from side to side. Except here, on this island? Here there are no soothing desert rhythms composed to calm a regal mind. Here there are no gifts from Sheba's queen exhibiting Africa's delights. No here the cruel silence is broken only by a screeching gasp, of levers clicking into position, as iron wrestles with iron, chemically composed to be the same yet fundamentally different, one forcing the other into submission, thus the key always conquers the lock legitimising its owner's will to close the door of my cell, and keep me in my place. Thus, I am a prisoner once more. You see, people forget when they think of Mandela now. They assume that my hair was always grey, they imagine that I've spent most of my days entertaining world leaders, telling well-crafted tales of reconciliation, tolerance, and the policy of good neighbourliness. This is, of course, all presented and served with my famous wrinkled and curved old Madiba smile. They forget that before my cell door was locked, I was a young man. I was a young man. I was a young man. A young man. With all the silly, stupid dreams that any young man has. Did you know that I used to be a pretty good boxer? Madiba, shh. And in my prime, I was considered to be quite a handsome man. And you know, I always really preferred football over rugby. But in South Africa, in the 60s, under apartheid, it was even illegal for a black man to dream. There was no good hope in Cape Town, or joy in Johannesburg. And the only great trek was into oblivion. And this is where we all walked, to see that same corrosive key waiting for me, waiting to take away all my years, to leave me with nothing, nothing, nothing. You see, that's why we had to fight back, because they took everything from us. We died for their gold, we died for their diamonds, we died for their wool, their petroleum, their fruit, their tobacco, their wine. In fact, anything that our great land could deliver that could be sold, we suffered and died for. So to end this infernal blood of rivers, and this eternal flood of tears, I had to lock away all the silly, stupid dreams that any young man has. You know, those tiny little insecurities that any young man keeps. Those trivial frivolities that any young man wants. For that was the day I vowed to find another key, and to finally make a greater trek.
0: My long walk to freedom. Great stuff. That was Mr G, and we'll hear more from him in two weeks' time.
1: You're listening to the BBC's UK Black Podcast.
0: Sticking with Mandela stories, Ajoa Ando is a familiar face to you if you're a fan of BBC...